cheers to the word literally, because it is figuratively the only adverb these women know to use. To literally. Literally to literally. Cheers to that. A Bachelor franchise podcast. It's a podcast dedicated to exploring the big stories and questions that only a cultural touchstone like The Bachelor can inspire. I'm Stephanie Jackson. And I'm Josh Jackson. Grab a drink and a bingo card and join us on Cheers to That. So today, in honor of Chase Rice and his magical bro country poetry, uh, we're drinking a whiskey smash featuring one of his favorite spirits, Jack Daniels. He writes two songs about it. So this is going to be a very refreshing, minty, lemony, sugary, delicious treat. Check it out. Uh, at our show notes, we got a recipe on there for you. Well, this was literally a great episode. <laughs> uh, we might want to need to explain that noise in the background. Oh yeah, it's literally really loud. Um, so... If you hear any hammering, sawing, thumping, yelling in the background, um, it's because we are getting a bit of an upgrade to our studio, <laughs> uh, which is our house. We're having a deck built. So, you know, this was the time to record and apparently the right time to work on building the deck. So our apologies to our tens of listeners. Um, <laughs> hopefully it won't pick up too much. Uh, you know, life just happens and we're all going to do it together. So, uh, which is a great life lesson considering the experience we just went through last night. General thoughts on this episode? I am literally shooketh. <laughs> I, I'm i just like... I, I kind of echo a lot of the girls' beef with Peter. Like, one f- little bickering fight takes over the entire episode, and, and we're now four episodes in, and I barely know most of the cast. Yeah, he really seems to be so bothered by any kind of conflict that he wants to just take all his time to just get the story straight and get all the the sides of everything and it's like maybe you need to step back and figure out if you actually want these people around because you're not i mean he's narrowing himself down to like two or three or four people already and it's just too early for him to get this invested because it really does take away from time with people who are going to get eliminated really soon. Yeah. <laughs> and um, usually the leads try to be a little bit, at, le- at least keep up the appearance of being fair uh, at this point. I haven't seen this much heat from the entire contestant pool since Caitlin had Nick Vial on as a bonus contestant halfway through a season. Yeah, it's weird. I've never seen any of the women be so like like scolding of of the bachelor before um i never well granted i never watched juan pablo's season but i and i've heard that you know there was discontent female contestants on that season but i I didn't see it so i don't know um but yeah i've never in the in the several years i've been watching i've never seen them all turn on the bachelor like this it's really weird i mean i've never seen a season like this before in my long career of Bachelor viewing. I'm really curious about how this is going to shape up in the next couple episodes. But in the meantime, before we dive in, let's get into a rapid recap for those of you who might have missed it. A rapid recap. <laughs> so the episode starts off with Chris Harrison inviting the girls in because we're baking biscuits. We're baking biscuits! <laughs> <laughs> Finally, your dreams come true and all expenses paid trip to Cleveland. The home of rock and roll. And 
the calves and the browns and romance, I guess. And don't forget, it's the basis for the story of Drew Carey. Oh yeah, that classic and monumental sitcom history. Comedy gold. Victoria F. hits a new princess status. She gets her own amusement park. Hey, I've heard Cedar Point is really cool. Hey, I know. Let's ruin Peter's date by having Victoria's ex sing to them. Oh, I'm sure production knew nothing about that. This season is officially the plunging neckline season. You notice this? I didn't notice that, but, you know, I'm a woman. <laughs> it's also, You can also call it the boob tape season. Um, Kelsey gets the next one-on-one. Shocker. Let's hope Kelsey pours champagne into a glass first this time around. Yeah, this just in. She's now marketing a champagne nasal spray on Instagram. Big money. Peter comforts a crying Victoria F. by gently caressing her ass. Did you catch this? Nope, didn't see that either. Again, I'm a woman. The camera crew definitely caught this. There was like a zoom-in situation. Anyway, moving on. Victoria F. and Peter's date ends with a private cello concert. I wonder if she dated that guy, too. In typical Victoria P. fashion, on this group date, she has a problem with this activity as well. Funny how the back pain didn't show up during the line dancing. <laughs> Good point. We get quite an upset. There's a tie on the football field, which means like all 90 contestants get to go on the after date. This is followed by another big upset. Uh, Alea is back from the dead. And she's got the dish from the internet. After a very chopped up, edited confrontation between Victoria P. and Alea, I'm just as confused afterwards as I was when we started. We get a very culturally rich date with Pinewood Derbies and Kelsey, followed by a puffy Steve Jobs-like turtleneck from Peter. We get we actually get an episode that ends with a Kobe reference. I think it's a little too soon. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Our matey, there's a mutiny afoot. <laughs> no kidding. This has been just a a whirlwind of an episode. So let's dive into some of the deeper questions that are inspired by this week's episode. <laughs> So I guess we should talk about the the lower stakes debate first. There's this really funny thing where, you know, by by your first one-on-one date or by your second one-on-one date, you got to have the, the, the talk. And by the talk, I mean you got to tell the lead what makes you tick. What is that defining story about you? And, of course, a lot of these women don't really have much of one, so they got to, you know, whip one out really quick. Yeah, it was always interesting to me to hear Colton – just lean in with this kind of half smile to a twenty-four-year-old and or twenty-three-year-old, yeah. and say, "What what makes you you? <laughs> what makes you the way that you are?" And uh, it's like, I, she graduated college last year. I mean, yeah, give her a second. Yeah, no kidding. So it, what's funny is you have this kind of duality between the first one-on-one date with Madison and the first one-on-one date with Kelsey, and with Madison. You had this whole, like, my parents have been married forever. And They've been married for 500 years. <laughs> and and the way it was edited up, Peter is like, it speaks a lot about your character that your family's together, you know? Well, she's the reason she's the reason they stayed together because obviously she would have been the reason they got divorced, so. So then likewise, you have this one-on-one date with Kelsey, and it's the exact opposite. It's. My parents got divorced, and what's really sad is they got divorced in a really ugly way. Her dad, like, split and, like, took off from Mexico, literally, and... Didn't see her for 12 years. It was really sad. Yeah, and so, so it's just really baffling, because then you 
Like, why does one logic apply to Madison and the exact opposite logic applies to to Kelsey? It's like they're just making it up as they go, you know? Yeah, his logic seemed to be, well, you're so brave in opening up about this. And it's like, well, she needs to if she's going to have any kind of relationship with you. I mean, these are just like pretty basic biographical facts about her. So, I mean, I don't even know how much bravery it took. I mean, I'm not saying that to like make light of what she's been through. It sounds really, really hard, honestly, but like she if she's gonna date this guy he needs to know what's happened in her life like broad strokes i mean it's pretty pretty uh big picture thing she went through it's like i can't believe you've gone through that thing that like 50 percent of all kids go through you know it's mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was it's just really strange the whole kelsey arc because episode one episode two she's framed up as the villain and this whole hannah and kelsey clash comes to crescendo and then just kind of stops it gets so eclipsed by the alaya situation and now like we're kind of backpedaling and trying and basically it feels like the the producers are kind of re-editing her story from scratch yeah i guess they i wonder if they didn't think that she would stick around that long yeah. because he kept her and so now they have to have like these positive all these positive inputs rather than just her looking kind of silly and dramatic and you know be being painted in this negative light so right. they have to rework it all of a sudden she was like you know a sobbing drunk hot mess and that was kind of like her her mo and then all of a sudden oh she th- brought that bottle from des moines <laughs> so so we were watching last night with with a friend and you you made this comment i thought was uh, the more i thought about it the more i agree with it like i don't really like i love this season but I don't really like any of the cast. They're really coming off as unlikable across the board, which is which is unfortunate because usually there's like a few that you're like, you know, I would like to hang out with this person. I did say that so far, um, I mean, we really liked Victoria P and that kind of got shot down yesterday um, with her kind of talking out of both sides of her mouth, like sounding kind of duplicitous and unreliable. Um, and we can get into that in a minute, but... I think the person who's coming across, I always like the people who seem like kind of normal and are seem like a good hang and, and seem relaxed about everything. And so far, the only person who's really coming across that way is Madison. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I mean, she, she might be my favorite just by virtue of that so far. Um, I, I have seen some kind of funny stuff from Savannah, but there's been so little from her right. that it's hard to say. And same with Sheanne. Um, she seems pretty fun as well, but again, she's not getting a lot of screen time other than when she's frustrated that her time is being taken away from her, which we've talked about before is, is like that, that cardinal sin. Like you, you use your time with Peter to complain about other people. It's, it's, when are they going to learn? You yeah. can't do that. I mean, Tammy seems kind of fun too, but also, I mean, she's definitely on the kind of bitchy anti alea train and no and one no one looks good in that situation and she just plays as like a b character too i mean she i don't know whether she was serious about trying to date peter by coming on this or not i mean i would think it would be kind of hard to go through the entire process of casting and not have some hopes that it really would work out for you uh, i honestly do think that but she does sort of seem like in the same camp as the twins or um, Alexis, the shark, or yeah. just these people who 
they're kind of made for Bachelor in Paradise, and so they they want to stay there and stick around long enough to be kind of funny and give some sound bites and and be sort of a a good audience surrogate narrator type yeah. person. Like, and then like they, a Demi. yeah, and then they, yes, Demi's a good example too. And then they move along. Um, but she she comes across that way. But I don't know. I don't know what her intentions are. Yeah, she, but as far as like real contenders, I don't really like many of them at all. I I mean, we'll get into it in a second, but I I do like Alea. I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I I I like her. I like the I mean, Natasha is really funny. <laughs> she is, but she seems like she doesn't really like Peter. Yeah. She seems really disapproving of him, and I know a lot of them were, but I was like, girl, like she she has a very very intense stank face and <laughs> She needs to, I don't know, maybe she'll watch the show and go, oh, maybe I should have, like, <laughs> been aware of how angry and think, oh, maybe I should have been a little more aware of the wrathful glare I was giving him. I mean, it's very, very intimidating. Yeah, he, 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 at the end of the episode when he walks up to the girls before the, the rose ceremony and just they all give him, like, she looked like she wanted to just stab him. It was hilarious. Yeah, she was pretty angry about the fact that she played football you know, I played football for this, for this to be ignored. <laughs> How dare you? My ankle hurts, my knee hurts, my clavicle hurts. My How dare you, pinky sir? toe hurts. As usual, a lot going on in the bingo department this episode. First off, the word journey. Chris Harrison uses this word before announcing the grand geographical adventure uh, in the form of Cleveland. Ohio, so exotic. Uh, crying. When was there not crying in this episode? But the first time we saw it was McKenna crying in an ITM because Victoria F. got the one-on-one instead of her. A plane. Victoria F. gets one on the one-on-one day. The plane, the plane. Blurred out cussing. Victoria F. in an ITM. Contestant giving a speech. Victoria F. salutes hot moms or something on her one-on-one day. Uh, Lead gives a speech slash talk about children check and check when Peter gives a toast about having an even number of kids making out Victoria F and Peter while pinned in a corner like a couple of creeps they found the perfect spot just past the metal detectors and right to the right of the AED and fire extinguisher so romantic uh, misuse vocab um, the word shooketh we'll count that it's how you're shaken but in Elizabethan English, I think. Just like Shakespeare. Uh, tattling to the lead. Alea does this about Victoria P. Uh, dancing. We get Kelsey's sexy two-step on her one-on-one date. And she reminds us that it is something that Peter is passionate about. Two-stepping to polka. Talking about family. Kelsey talks about her family's divorce. Verbal clash. Uh, there was quite a few, but the one that I'm thinking of first was uh, Victoria F. and Alea. The word connection. Peter refers back to his date with Victoria P. during the big conflict between Victoria P. and Alea. And finally, contestant gossiping about another contestant. That's literally everyone versus Alea. Uh, so, moving on to a you know slightly more intense topic. Of course, we're strutting around the the elephant in the room here. The Chase Rice situation. I I gotta say, who buddy, this was uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it was very fun. To, it was very fun to watch. But uh, when she started singing along with the song, yeah, I was like, oh man, the optics are not good on this. <laughs> I helped write this song. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm just joking. But uh, 
it's 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 such a mess on two levels. One, there's no way in hell the producers didn't know about the history. Yeah, I'm sure they scoured her Instagram or something like that beforehand, and were like, "Oh, there it is." Maybe they'll they'll put her in a, in a white Marlin costume next time. We'll we'll find out. Yeah, I I didn't realize this until I looked up the lyrics to the song that he sang to them. But it actually has a like some bachelor tie-in. Like it talks about, you know, when you're when you're with your friends, it's Monday, and you're with your friends, and the the wine's getting low, and there's no roses, no more roses to hand out, or something like that. You know, basically, you know who to call. And I was like, wow, that's I I could see why he probably whenever the production team reached out to him he probably was like oh yeah of course they want me to be on the show i wrote this song that has bachelor lyrics and you know and that's the song that he played so i'm i'm sure it just was all sort of pitched like that like oh this is a great tie in cuz the song is talking about the bachelor but yeah so, that was tricky so so in that situation you have three people you have chase you have vic vicky vic vic uh, i e that's boo and you have peter all three of them. Vicky, Vic, Vic. <laughs> all three of them don't know about the other person in the room. It's like so the producers definitely knew, and so fast forward to her confessing, like it's this shameful, shameful thing to Peter that they dated. Like I think Peter was thinking, like not probably not. How dare you ever date anyone before me? He's probably thinking, wait, that means the producers knew about it, and they're totally screwing with me yeah why would they do this to me i think he's probably catching on to how they're trying to sabotage him because that's what they do to the leads and it's really kind of mean and bless him he was so slow on the uptake i'm like he was like what wait what wait Wait, weird chase the guy who was just singing no chase the janitor by the roller coaster what are you talking about of course chase the singer chase the cellist outside (laughs) (laughs) The, the valet guy you know he Chase, you mean the, the bank that I get my credit cards from? No, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it was just it was so weird how the production choices, what you know, the music and everything would make it look like this shameful, dark, scarlet letter secret that Victoria had that she had dated the lead sing- that the the singer Chase. It wasn't like she chose for him to to be on the show like it, it was just so and i'm glad peter said it, said that there was like, like hey it's not your fault it was a dirty trick and I, you brought up something really important too which is that he just had hannah b on the show right so this idea that somehow having an ex is taboo or something like or or that they would be able to penetrate the walls of this uh this bubble that they're living in is right. is absurd that somehow that reflects poorly on the the contestants they just had a group date where peter's ex talked about a story where he had sex with her four times in a 24-hour period so it's like why is this it's like the producers just make up these weird arbitrary rules as they go yeah and i'm not trying to make this into a feminist rant but the fact that the man can have an ex around, but the woman can't, is a little... It's very weird. It's a very... It's, yeah. It's a little It's a little unfair. It's a lot unfair, actually. And so, to make her feel bad about that is, is a very unfair double standard. So... I agree. Uh, but, but this brings up another side tangential point. Okay, so, referring back to the Hannah B. K. 
cameo. How many group tapes have we had that actually went as planned? Like the Hannah B one got canceled mid-date. Yeah, the pool party, quote-unquote, where everybody was dry and sitting in the shade, um, was... That that was a pre-Rose cocktail party, basically. Well, yeah. But then... But, but like, it got it got interrupted. But the group date last night got all messed up because the entire time was spent with Alea and Vic P. Yeah, I guess the only one I can think of that went fine was the one where they did all the like airplane obstacle course stuff. Right. That was where, okay. Where Kelly was to cheat on it. Where Kelly cheated and, yeah. and won. So in four episodes, we have only one normal group date. It's really, this is a weird season. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense if you think about it that way. That they would be frustrated, that they would go like, okay, we keep getting amped up and being like, okay, well, I'm finally going to get a chance to talk to Peter. I'm going to get my time. I'm going to get my time. And then it's taken away because Peter's like, I'm just not in the right headspace, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Like he said at the end of that group date after Victoria P and Alea are fighting, he says, sorry, guys, I got to go. I'll see you in a couple days, which means that was your chance for the next 48 hours. Like. Uh, no wonder the girls were so pissed off by the time they get to the rose ceremony. Yeah. And you see it after he pulls up in his red vintage car again boy loves things that go vroom sure does um how their reception of him is very chilly and they're all very very annoyed and whether that's reasonable of them or not based on the structure of the show that's debatable but they're definitely not rolling with it uh very well and and in a way that is striking compared to other seasons I mean, we know that there's so much time behind the scenes taken up with, like, setting things up and getting ready. And, like, they, they really spend a lot of their, their day doing production-type stuff or, or waiting around. That's what most of TV is, is waiting around. And so we know that in other seasons, that has to have been the case as well. But for some reason, this time, maybe it's just Peter's attitude that they don't like. That he's just like, uh, I don't know, I'm not perfect. So, I mean, I, I really like Peter, but he's he's... He probably needs to stop saying that. He probably needs to say, like, well, let's take advantage of the time we have now, like, and call out somebody who he's obviously not talked to in a while, instead of pulling Victoria P, who he hung out with the entire time on the sidelines, or yeah, or Alea, who he eliminated and came back. It's like, buddy, use your brain. Like, <laughs> they're they're all going to turn on you if you don't start giving them some attention and. And that is very contagious in the house. I mean, they're all just sort of like catching it from each other and going, yeah, yeah, we're upset about this. And yeah, I'm upset about this too. No matter what it is, whether it's ill will toward Victoria or either one (laughs) or um, Alea or toward Peter. Yeah, it's funny. He keeps saying, you know, I told myself I was going to follow my heart this whole time. And I'm thinking maybe you should put a pause on that policy and start thinking with something else. Yeah. because it's not working out. He he gets in the weeds really easily. Like let's just dive into the to the the giant elephant in the room here, which is the Alea Victoria, both Victorias. You know, Alea and all the Victorias and all the other women. Like you have all these group dates where it turns into a conversation where with, with like Alea said this about me, and I'm saying this about Alea, and da, 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 and he's he just goes back and forth, and it's like, is this really that important? Like, do you need to stop? everything you're doing and 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 just stick with this one issue like i would like i would like to think that if i was the lead and one of the girls was saying that the other girl was fake i would be like okay well if that's true it's gonna it's gonna shake out 
in the next two or three days. Like I don't, I don't have to find out right now and send someone home. Yeah, he's really trying to be a super sleuth about every single conflict. He's not good at it. He's really not, and that's okay. He doesn't have to be. Um, they're all sort of holed up in this house together. They don't have anything else to think about, but their their feelings about him and about each other. And so it gets a little it gets a little hot and and stuffy in there with their emotions and he doesn't need to get to the bottom of everything it's not his responsibility to work out the interpersonal conflicts between people he's just so freaking nervous that he's going to end up with somebody who is lying to him and he's going to have made this huge mistake and it's like well you can't like go into a decision making process by trying to avoid picking the wrong person that doesn't help you pick the right person. <laughs> it's, you know, you can't safeguard yourself against picking the wrong person by being like, well, I just have to know who's being honest with me. I just have to, you know, I I, I don't want to pick the wrong person. I don't want to do this. My biggest fear, you know, he's just, he's leading with his biggest fear on right. the forefront all the time instead of doing what he says he's doing, which is following his heart. If he was following his heart, then he would just try to have the most positive experiences he ha- he can with everybody. Right. And hope that Be those... open. Yes, and hope that those sort of carry the day and, and hope that this process will bring the truth to light. And if there's somebody who is being dishonest or duplicitous, that that will come out in, in the wash, so to speak, and that he doesn't have to worry so hard about getting ahead of it. Like, so... Like he, he's his biggest fear is like he doesn't want to be like Hannah B and be like strung along by Luke P for an entire season or but, Jed or Jed yeah but the thing about Luke P is okay so you have, you have scenario one where you have a bunch of girls saying that Alea is is fake you have scenario two where a bunch of guys are saying Luke P is 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 bad you don't want to be around Luke P in either situation if I was the lead I'd be looking at okay who is telling me this of course they have a reason. To, for me to get rid of that person because they are competing with that person. So you have to take the source to heart when you're you know, weighing all the information. However, with Luke P, there's lots of red flags that are happening in the one-on-one interactions that were – you didn't have to go and get everyone else's opinion. Luke P was a mess. But with, with Alea and Peter, their one-on-one interactions are just fine. It's everyone else who's – got this echo chamber of, of cattiness going on you know so he, he just so he doesn't have the wherewithal to separate the information out and make a good decision and he was very shooketh when victoria p got her hand caught in the cookie jar and started crying crocodile tears and was like i just i've shared so many important things with you as if that's somehow like leverage she did really this strange. twice it was really really shady um, she says, I've shared so many important things with you, and all I know is that my truth is is what I told you, and my and and my truth is the truth of what happened. It was my it just it was just nonsense. But she basically couldn't. She got she got caught. She she got caught in the lie of having told him I've only collectively really known Alea for about three hours, and then Alea saying, "No, we went to Vegas together. We had like a girls' weekend." Right. So. He all of a sudden had all this trust in Victoria P. And so when she is discovered to have been lying, then that totally undercuts this entire foundational trust that he's been building. And so, yeah, he, he was really, really thrown off by that. And so I I think it actually makes sense for him to keep Alea after that because because everything that he had been building, this, this case against Alea being trustworthy, was then 
shown to be complete bunk after that. Yeah, and it really threw me off because up to this point, I'm like, oh, Victoria P is like the the Disney princess of this season. Like, she's gonna either she's gonna win or she's gonna be the next Bachelorette, and then she's totally a you know, as I said in past episodes, uh, rats and cats and snakey snakes. You know. Uh, yeah, I'm, and it's really hard because these women are making it difficult to like them. They really are. Yeah, so because there's this clear echo chamber thing where, so you see, so you had the Victoria. I'm just going to call her Boo. Uh, Victoria F is now Boo. Uh, when Boo confronts Alea about, you know, saying, "Oh, I, I found out about the Chase Rice thing," she gets in this big fight with her, and I don't think Alea was extra wise by sharing that with the other girls. She didn't read the situation very well. But Victoria slash Boo, like, fighting her about it, it's just like, everyone's just getting really whopped up. They're in, a, they're in an echo chamber. They're they're aggressive. And they just need, they're, they're just, like, building a case about how evil Alea is. And any anything's going to be used out of context or in, in, a, in a hyper context. And everything's, like, it, it was, I feel like it was such a, a disproportionate amount of heat that she shot at Alea. Yeah, I felt I actually felt really bad for Alea when she said to Peter, "I know at first it was because I had a big personality, but then I'm afraid to even show personality because everything I do they get upset or you know, something like that." Yeah. She basically I, I I could sympathize with that. I was like, "Oh, that is terrible." Like Everyone's she, she just, really can't relax because everything that she does, they're going to criticize or use against her. It's really yeah. sort of a she's in this this witch hunt environment. Yeah, everyone is. They they made up their mind. So anything you say, anything you do, is just going to be used as evidence to keep. Jeez. <laughs> if you can hear this banging in the background, it's it's people on our roof. Throwing heavy things, so <laughs> don't mind that. We're not we're not being shilled. We're by, fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, everything's being used as evidence uh, to support that that idea. I, I'm just kind of wondering if it's ever going to dissipate. I because I want to I want to see other characters kind of come to the fore and see what happens. I, I just hope it's not like this for the next you know five or six episodes. I'm I'm really tired. Yeah, but it, it really does change the dynamics and it really changes our predictions too. Because now I'm going, oh, Victoria P is probably not going to stay around much longer. And based on how happy Peter seemed on that boring date in Cleveland, yeah, he seemed pretty happy with Kelsey. So maybe she'll last a lot longer. This is a very unpredictable season. And I do still believe that Hannah Anna is going to go really far, if not win the whole thing. But... Besides that, well, and Madison too, but besides them, I really don't know. Yeah, I think Victoria F is just basically out to self-sabotage. She seemed miserable for all of her. This was such a great day. She was whining the whole time. I'm like, you're just one of those people who's just kind of sad for attention, aren't you? Yeah. And, I hated it. Yeah, she, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. She's not winning any points in my book. She just kind of pouts. It's really ugly. Because of my temperament, I tend to gravitate towards the underdog in every situation. And because Alea is basically being bullied by the entire cast at this point, I'm I'm kind of on her side. I don't really like most of the other people. I, li- I like I like watching Natasha just kind of be sassy pants about everything. But and we like watching Tammy too because she's fun and doesn't seem to be 
pulled into the drama. I mean, she's pulled in a little bit, but she's mostly just kind of light and jokey about it. We do see a preview uh, next week. She's going to be quite the mess. So maybe maybe that'll change. I, I don't even, I want to stop predicting. I don't know what's going to happen next. I think it's interesting too that you mentioned that Alea is being bullied by the cast because she 100% is. She is being bullied. And what is interesting about that to me is that the word bully has been thrown around by Hannah Ann and by Kelsey. Yeah. And, you know, there's been some debate about like, what is bullying? And you don't know what that word means and you're using it wrong. Alea is self-possessed enough that she's not bothered by being bullied, or mm-hmm. at least she's not showing it. So the fact that she's being bullied is totally going unnoticed because she's handling it really well by just kind of rising above and going, I don't have time for this. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in this conflict and removing herself from that situation. I just, I don't know, that, that strikes me as kind of a bonus points to Alea thing. Yeah. <laughs> like that she's, she is not, I don't want her to be bullied, obviously, but she's doing a really good job of handling it. This is my, my last prediction, and I'm going to give up after this. I think when this all shakes out and the women tell all, it'll be a little different. I think it'll be people saying, wow, I did not look good in that playback. I'm sorry. Or I, I think I, I think it'll look good in Alea's favor once that retrospect happens. Unless there's some other crazy, you know, surprise that, you know, Alea is actually a murderer or a meth addict or I don't know. So so there, there's always something up, up the producer's sleeve that I haven't seen yet. So that's my last guess. We'll just have to watch and see. Oh, and we would be remiss if we did not mention the untimely death of Tyler G from Hannah B's season. He was a contestant who wasn't on the show for very long. He was actually Hannah B's first one-on-one date. And then he left the show under kind of a cloud of rumors about him having been aggressive toward an ex-girlfriend, like being verbally abusive, something like that. Um, It wasn't, it just sounded bad. Um, And at the time, it was like, oh, well, good riddance. I mean, he he sounds like he was not a, a good guy. And uh, we hadn't gotten far enough into the season to experience the the heights and depths of <laughs> Luke P's insanity or Jed. So poor Hannah. She really got a crop of terrible guys. But um, anyway, at the time, it was like, oh, well, you know, I'm glad she dodged that bullet. But um, Tyler G recently passed away. It was in the news from uh, an apparent overdose of some sort of illegal drug. And so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. And obviously, if you're listening to this and you have struggles with addiction, please reach out to someone. Um, There are hotlines available. There are internet resources. Or just talk to a friend um, because that's an untimely death to, to go so soon. And it's always a tragedy when a life is cut short and... It sounds like he was having a really hard time um, during his life. So just wanted to mention that and uh, condolences to his family and friends. And be sure to reach out to people in your life who are struggling with addiction and these kinds of um, difficult things as well. With that said, I think we're going to move on out and we'll catch you on the flippity flip next week. See you next time when Peter is supposed to fall out of a golf cart and bust his face up. (laughs) Uh, Be sure to grab next week's bingo card from this week's show notes. And if you are a fan of the show, please be a pal and share the love with your friends. 
And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. So cheers. Cheers. Cheers.